0: Well hello and welcome. Welcome to Parent Wise with Monica Irvin. I'm Monica and I'm really glad that you're listening. Whether it's morning or afternoon or night, y'all, thank you. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you're off to a great day. You're ending a great day. I um, am starting. This is Thursday, November 12th. And I'm just always grateful to have breath in my lungs and to be given another opportunity to have another day, to be with my family, to make a difference, to make an impact, um, to strive to improve my life and myself and just grateful for life. You all, I know that we, of course, are in, a, turbulent times and I just keep going back to the things that I'm grateful for whenever I start to feel myself my anxiety start to um, increase which of course it has in the past few months um, and it doesn't take much it seems like now I can just literally turn on the news and within five minutes I feel my anxiety increasing and I've just I've learned I've got to be really careful with what I expose myself to, and I just have to be mindful and recognize when I'm adding stress to my life, and immediately do a step back, and I have found that the best medicine is just to say a quick, silent prayer of gratitude about anything, you all, it can just, your prayer can last 10 seconds. If I just say, Lord, thank you so much that I feel good today, or thank you so much for my health. I probably won't always have good health, so thank you for today's good health, or thank you so much for that beautiful tree I'm looking at right now, or thank you so much for my husband Or for this bed, this comfortable soft bed I'm sleeping in. Or this home that I have to keep me safe. It doesn't matter, you all, but I want to tell you that I believe one of the best things to push anxiety out of our minds is to to say a quick prayer of gratitude. It's recognizing the things that we do have that give us peace and comfort in our lives. Today, I hope to help you become a little bit more organized, you and your children. So mom, listen, this is not just for you to take on this challenge that we're going to talk about today. As you know, I am always preaching that we have got to teach our children how to be independent. The only way to do that is to let them do things for themselves. And as difficult as it is sometimes, for some of us, it's harder than others to turn the reins over to our children. But that is what's important. But we can help them, of course, and guide them and encourage them, not in a griping way, but in an excited way. And so today we're gonna talk about records that we need to keep both parents and children for their for our children's sake for our children's success for mom and dad the purpose in you keeping these records is just to give you more peace in your life to cut down on the chaos in your life which is huge right and so thank goodness someone advised me to do this years and years ago and boy has it been a blessing And because I've, you know, talked to family members at times who are so stressed out because their child calls them or their child's in high school and all of a sudden they need their shot records or they need their birth certificate for something and they can't find it. And then they have to go through all of the hassle, and it is so much hassle to get original documents from the facilities that hold those documents. And so we just don't wanna go through all that, especially when there's time deadlines at hand. And so I would, if you haven't done so yet, this is a great family project. And it can, if, if you spend a month completing this family project it will be so worth it and I believe it's going to get your whole family excited. I, I don't know for me i love to be organized. I, if, I've said this before if you could see my desk right now you wouldn't think that but I do love to be organized. So first I'm going to talk about what parents need to be responsible for and then what the kids need to And so for parents, for me, I just use, I have a filing drawer in my desk that has uh, different folders for every family member and all of the most important documents. Of course, I know that it's recommended that the most important documents, you keep a copy of those, like birth certificates, um, you know, uh, um, titles to cars and insurance policies in a fire um, retardant safe. And of course, I recommend that as well. Just to, it just would make life so much easier if those documents were protected in the case of a fire. But I also have a drawer in my desk where I have file folders with all of our most important documents and that can be a lock drawer or whatever safety you feel is necessary, but one of the things that I would recommend that you bite the bullet and purchase if you have never done so, and that is a laminator. You all, that's one of the best purchases I ever made in my life is a laminator, and I didn't get an expensive one, and my laminator probably, oh, the one I'm using now has got to be I would think it's 10 or 15 years old. And if I remember right, I probably paid about $100, maybe $120 for it. Um, It's just a small laminator, and I have used that hundreds and hundreds of times. So I would do that also as you think about creating better records for your family. So what are some records that would make life so much easier for you to keep, so for mom and dad to be in charge in your file folder. Well, of course, birth certificates. Now, one thing I'll say about a birth certificate is when you get the original birth certificate, of course, there's an embossment on it, you know, for the stamp, which makes it the original. And there is going to be occasions where you're going to need to show the original birth certificate and they actually have to feel with their finger the embossment. And so you don't want to laminate your original. But I usually keep, you know, a couple of copies of those kind of documents. I'll make two or three copies of birth certificates, two or three copies of anything like that. And I'll laminate one of them and that way just one of them's laminated just to help it not get damaged um and even if the original gets damaged i can always order another one granted it's a hassle but you know the, the chances of that if you keep it in a file folder in a drawer is low that's going to be damaged and i don't take the original out unless it's absolutely necessary So, the other kind of records that I keep in my drawer for all of our kids, and and even me and my husband, are like their baptism certificates, any kind of, you know, religious type certificate, um, their shot records. Oh my goodness, how many times have you had to call up your pediatrician to try to once again get their shot records? And so, Every time you take your child to the doctor and if they get a new shot, simply ask that they hand you a new shot record. So you've always got the latest one. That is so easy. Like while the nurse is in there giving a shot, just say, could you please make me a copy of the new shot record? And just always take that with you. Of course, homeschool records and grades You know, no, in my filing cabinet is not all their homework and all that kind of stuff, but just their end-of-the-year grades. Um, I think every year it's really a good idea to just make a list of the, and, and depending on what state you live in, you probably already have this, but if your state doesn't require it, I still think it's a really good idea to make a list of the classes that, you know, that child did that year the resources that they use, like which program textbooks did they use, and then their final grades for semesters or the year. Um, so also, of course sentimental things like special cards that that child that has given you. I have a box, uh, a flat, huge box under my kids' beds. Um, that has all of their sentimental things in because it would never fit in my folder. And so, um, you know, those flat, big boxes that go under beds, they can fit in really tight spaces. So that's a great idea for all of their drawings and special cards and things. That's where, um, and even actual medals and ribbons. And so that's where all of those sentimental things go and the thing is is i've you know we made it clear that that we were only going to keep as much as could fit in that one box. They're big boxes. They each get get one. Of course we don't have them anymore but this is when they were younger. And so those you know those boxes were not you know once it's full and they want to keep something else we might have to get rid of something prior because you just you just can't keep everything. Um, So, that's a really great idea. Also, in my folder in my drawer is any x-rays, any medical procedures that were done, any kind of medical things like that. Um, It's really great to have in there. Also, it's great to have some genealogy charts, maybe uh, your child's pedigree chart, because there will be times that they will need to submit. I've been surprised how often they've needed to submit that for different um, just projects for school. So a pedigree chart, if you don't know what that is, that's when your child kind of makes their family tree. And usually you go back four generations. Um, is No one's gonna ask for more than that. But like your child, your child's parents, those parents, and then the next set of parents. And that's a pedigree chart. And so, it's just really good to have that information where you have their names, their date of birth, and if there's a date of death. Um, so, those are the kinds of things that are in my file folder. And once again, I just, I can't tell you how, how much uh, it will cut down on your stress when you keep those things. Also, of course, social security cards. Make a copy. I actually, in my wallet, um, I have a A a copy of um, my kids social security cards Um, and then in my phone you know because my phone's locked I took a picture and me and my husband have done this we um, we've taken a picture of all of our front and back of our driver's license the front of our social security card and we have that of each other's Um, just you know just to just to have in case someone needs it and I can't tell you how many times I'll get a phone call from a child or my spouse going, "Hey, what's your social security number again?" Or, or and and finally we just cut that down by giving each other that that information. And so, um, once again, just the more organized you get with this information, and you've got to you've got to protect the information and be safe. But that is another great thing to do. Um, And this is off subject, but it makes me think of something that I want to tell you, um, just brought to my mind, something also I've done that has helped me so much, is that in my file folder, I have a copy of, uh, and I just made it all on the same piece of paper, but I made copies of every single card, like credit card, um, bank card. Um, any cards of relevance that are in my wallet, and I have a copy of that in my desk, and front and back of those cards, just side by side. It takes you a while to, you know, make a copy of each of that. Um, if you don't have a copier in your house, you can at least write write down the number of the card. Um, You always want the 800 number, you know, that's on the back of the card or the website. I know we do everything online now, but, and of course, the reason for that is that if your wallet gets stolen, you know, so many people, you can't even remember what all the cards you had in your wallet, and you want to be able to take immediate action and call those companies very quickly and cancel any cards that you have in your wallet, so it's just a really great idea, and also, um, how many times I use my piece of paper, like when I'm ordering something online, just instead of having to go find my purse and find my wallet, just you know, right here at my desk where I do most of my business, um, you know, is that information. And so, <clears throat> anyway, you can keep it in a lockbox um, if you want, or in a lock drawer, or just whatever you feel is safety. Okay, let's talk about now how your children are going to get involved. And listen, your children can start doing this when they're very young. I mean, I would say by the age of 10, every one of your children um, would really benefit from a three-ring notebook. Let them help you go to the office store or, you know, online and let them pick what color they want. When their three-ring binder comes in, let them decorate the front of it, because that's how you get kids invested and excited to, to start keeping their own records. And, you know, you're going to get page dividers, and you're going to divide their three-ring binder. They're going to do it with your guidance in some sections. And so... It's just, you know, remember parents, we're trying to prepare our children to be independent. We're trying to teach them what it looks like to be responsible for their own life and the direction of their life. And it's it's little things like this that make a huge difference because, <clears throat> excuse me, what you're doing in these instances is you're When they can see with their eyes their accomplishments, you're helping to build their confidence in an excitement in their future. And so you can have any categories you want. I'll throw out some suggestions. Like one category in their three-ring binder would be awards and certificates. Another would be letters of recommend. Another would be service. Another would be employment. And yeah, even if they're 10 years old, go ahead and make that section. Because we are trying to have forward-thinking children and always planning and looking towards their future and what decisions and what am I doing today to help my future be successful kids are capable you all and they need to dream and plan that's par- success comes from planning um they can have a sentimental um section but i think sentimental is better uh, under their bed <laughs> in a box um another section might be presentations Um, And then there could be others, but those are kind of the main categories that to me are the most important. So let's break those down. So in the awards and certificate section, this would be all kinds of things. Like even, it's not that you're going to use, like when your fourth grader wins an award for uh, a science award, you know, in their classroom. It's not that they're gonna report that on their college admissions, but you're building, you're building a habit. You're once again building their confidence, and you're teaching them the skill of record keeping, and you're just helping them also have a record of their life, which is important, um, and it's important for them personally and their future, and so. That's where all awards and certificates. So when they're a part of anything, if they win a spelling bee and they get a little certificate, have them put it in that section of the three ring binder. So your three ring binder needs to, you know, I would get a two inch uh, at least a two inch. Don't do a one inch. you're gonna need more room. Um, okay and and like when if your son gets you know an Eagle Scout award or, Um, your daughter, just whatever, it doesn't matter, but what can happen is even if, for instance, they're not going to report, like I said, on their college admissions that they got a science award in fourth grade, they might mention, if they continue to really be drawn to science type things, and they get several awards throughout their elementary, middle school, and high school career, uh, it could be something they would reference like in their college admissions on a paper like, I have been so enthralled with science my entire life beginning with my first award in fourth grade for da-da-da-da and continuing through my latest science achievement as a senior at my high school getting this award. So you you, you might, they might mention it if there's some type of pattern, and then they can know they're being honest because they've got accurate dates and when and where and what the award was titled, etc. So the other section, letters of recommend. So this is really important, and granted, on a college admission, and even for some jobs, you're not allowed to just email over a letter of recommend. When it's a real serious application, you're allowed to submit the name and contact information for a person that would be willing to give you a letter of recommend, and then that institution contacts them, and they communicate directly. And they do that so that you don't Give a letter of recommend that's been altered or changed, or that d- doesn't isn't even real that you typed yourself. However, it's really still helpful that whenever your child has worked side by side with someone, um, I still you know for an extended period of time, and you feel like it would be a good person to get a letter of recommend from go ahead and request one. Say, would you mind just writing a letter or recommend and put it in your file because you may be able to submit it. And if not, it's just remarkable, you all, what we forget. We forget people's, even your child could work with someone really closely as a freshman in high school, and then you just forget their name or, or you lose their contact information or just something happens. And so it's, it's about jogging your memory about the experiences that you've had and the people that you've had those experiences with. And even if you don't feel comfortable getting a letter right then and there, at least in that section of letters of recommend, Go ahead and write down the person's name. You know, have a little, maybe at the beginning of that section, have just a little uh, form where you've got some columns and have their name, um, when you were working with them, their phone number, and email. So that it's just so easy for you to find four years later when you really do need to submit their information on something more important. Um, okay, your service section is very important, and it's really important that your kids keep up with this. And, you know, you can just print something on your computer, a little log um, that says, like, maybe at the heading of this, of your log is organization, supervisor, date, and hours. And that way, your child, just every time they go give any type of service, they record it. Um, And absolutely, you know, for instance, in Tennessee, there's the Tennessee Promise. And for the kids to be able to take advantage of going to college for two years for free at one of the Tennessee State um, campuses, they've got to do a certain amount of... um, you know, of, of volunteer work every year. And so you just, once again, I think more often than not, kids forget what they do. And a lot of times they're more involved than they think they are. When you have to backtrack and try to remember, when did I do that? And what was the person's name I worked with? That we just need to get our kids in the habit of keeping those records. And so that's really important. Same thing with the next section, employment. And even if they're 12 years old and they're babysitting, go ahead and put that in the employment section. You just never know when you're going to need those contacts, when your child could use those contacts for any reason. And Babysitting is absolutely a job, a, a job that takes a lot of skill and responsibility, and so that would be a, a perfect person to give a letter of recommend, um, and and treat it as employment, and so um, let's see, and then of course any presentations if your child does do any presentations, uh, that would be another great place to keep that recorded, so. Y'all, this is supposed to be fun. This is just a fun family project that get gets yourself better organized, gets your children better organized. Um, honestly, if you want to wait till Christmas, it'd be a great Christmas present. To um, if if you know, I think it's helpful when kids kind of are part of picking out their own notebooks and and putting together their own sections. So, however you want to do it, but if we approach it in the right way, that's always what it's about. Yeah, you. May, I, I know you're going to have a child here and there that's going to grumble a little bit, and at the end of the day, you know, we can we can do everything we can to try to help our children be more successful. A lot of it, you all, is up to our kids. And it's not something that we're going to fight about because, you know, it's just one of those things where the kids that see the benefit of it are going to get excited about it and it will absolutely bless their life. And those that want to fight it along the way, you know, we're just going to have to let those kids um, have, you know, feel the consequences of not getting the blessings of, what getting organized can do for our life. And so um, anyway, that is the podcast today. I just wanted to cheer you on as I think that's a great project for you and your family. So you all, thank you again for listening. Thanks for being a part of ParentWise with Monica Irvin. And uh, I hope I, let's see, I think I will talk to you. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe the next My goodness, here, let me look at the date you all. I'm going to look while I'm talking to you. Am I going to, nope. Well, so I probably will just pre-record because our next podcast is scheduled for Thanksgiving Day. And so I'll pre-record that. I'm sure you won't listen to it on Thanksgiving Day, but you'll be able to listen to it in the days after. So I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that... We all take the time this year to be still and be grateful for the many blessings that we have. I know that many of you are struggling in different ways, and I am sorry, really sorry for the heartache that many of you are experiencing at this time. I am grateful that we always have hope, hope for a brighter day, hope for a better year. Uh, Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. Everything that we hope for is because of him, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the opportunities that God gives me to just to be a part of his world and the opportunities I have to do good in this world. It's a blessing to me, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will see you and talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Have the best day.